Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Kyle Kelly with a little bit of a special impromptu live show right here on our Blue and Gold uh, YouTube channel. Hope everyone as well. We really do have a lot to talk about. Um, and I just texted Kyle um, like a half hour ago and I was like, yo, do you want to hop on a show? And he said, let's do it, dude. Um, so we're going to talk. Notre Dame bowl game, receivers coach, transfer portal out, some transfer portal additions that are looking likely, um, and um, talk about your uh, you know comments and questions um, for tonight's show. Of course, folks, hit the thumbs up on this video. Uh, subscribe to the channel for more content. Um, and, of course, um, you can go to blueandgold.com. Our current offer is uh, – one dollar for two months if you're a new subscriber and that is using the promo code und the letter und1 so code und1 check it out over at blueandgold.com for all the latest um you know conversation our blueandgold.com message board has gone absolutely berserk um here in the past week i mean i i haven't seen this amount of uh chatter on the message board um and some really good intel pieces and i'm um, just kind of keeping you guys up to date with all of the news um kyle man um i don't know where to start i guess let's just go right to mike brown i I think this might be the kind of the biggest news item of the day at least in my opinion um so kyle what 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 do you know about him at this point yeah brown is uh reportedly notre dame's new wide receivers coach um i believe the deal is in the works probably close to being finalized just about now um Nothing has been made official, but I know that's what you're hearing. That's something that I've heard behind the scenes a little bit. And uh, 
Um, credit to Matt Zenitz from 24-7 Sports for reporting the news first. But, yeah, this is uh, looking like Chancey Suckey's replacement at Notre Dame, a guy that worked with um, Marcus Freeman for a few years down at Cincinnati. And then uh, Mike Brown followed Luke Fickle up to Wisconsin for one year. So uh, this it's a pretty good hire from Notre Dame just from uh, first off a recruiting aspect and – I'm not sure how many viewers tune into our Friday morning recruiting shows, but um, obviously I, I primarily have my hands involved in the recruiting coverage. Um, I, I fill in the gaps where necessary on the team side, much like you, but um, just kind of speaking from a recruiting aspect, I know this is uh, a really exciting hire, especially for five-star wide receiver commit uh, Cam Williams. Um, heard from someone, Cam's, uh during the weekend, and I know there was a, a lot of positive remarks made about uh, Mike Brown and the potential for him to end up in South Bend. So anytime you hear that uh, about, you know, some of the relationships that he's built um, with guys and, you know, he recruited Williams of Cincinnati, obviously Williams, Notre Dame's five-star wide receiver command, the 24 class, uh, is going to enroll in Notre Dame in uh, January after he signs. Um, I, I know, uh, you know, a lot of Notre Dame fans wanted the guy up at uh, Washington, Jamarcus Shepard. I think he's being paid pretty handsomely. That team's in a college football playoff. So I think that would have made that uh, hire a little bit challenging just because it would have taken um, a little bit more time. And, you know, obviously Notre Dame waited in the past when they hired Al Golden. But uh, once again, uh, Notre Dame, uh, Marcus Freeman taps into guys he's familiar with from his uh, Cincinnati Bearcat days. And brings another uh, former Bearcat onto the Notre Dame coaching set. I'll be honest. I don't know a ton about Mike Brown yet, but in a conversation with the source tonight, it was very, very positive. Um, and um, so I can say that. And then the other thing that we know at this point is that he does come from that Luke Fickle, Marcus Freeman little tree. Um, and uh, whether you like it or not, Marcus Freeman likes to hire people that he knows. It's not all he's done, right? Stucky was outside of his tree, the, the Cincinnati tree. McCullough, Joe Rudolph, um, Harry Heastand, Al Golden. Um, you know, but that that's where he starts is with guys he knows. Um, and if you like that, if you don't like it, is what it is. So that's who Freeman. It works, man. <laughs> that's how these things happen. You that's... know when, yeah. you know when coach when coach openings happen. You know that they're gonna start start off with the guy they know best. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, that's just what it is. This is what ENC is saying. Marcus Freeman has a vision, trust the process. Again, my folks in the Google are pretty fired up about this. Um, the Stucky thing, um, you know. I'm sure people still are, are wanting to know the basically what I can tell you on Chancey Stucky being out at Notre Dame is just a culmination of a lot of different things. Um, and I, I think on like, did it break on Tuesday? Kyle, it feels like a tourney ago. It was just on Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. It was, there was a, like a kind of a straw that broke the camel's back kind of deal that morning. I, I believe it was. Um, so, so yeah, that's, um, that's that. So we have, um, yeah, likely a new receivers coach in Mike Brown. Someone asked about the the strength and conditioning coach. I don't have any word on that yet, um, but uh, yeah, we will certainly uh, fill you guys in when we do know more. Uh, we're going to hear from a sponsor real quick in Augie's locker room, folks. If you are in town, um, you're going to want to check out the best place for memorabilia and one, unique, one of a kind Notre Dame items, and this is of course. <clears throat> Augie's Locker Room, which has moved to a brand new location. Come and see Augie's brand new store located at 1733 North Ironwood Drive um, in South Bend. Um, when you come to town, whether it's for a game next season, really anything, uh, if you're driving through, whatever it may be, if you were in the 574, you got to make time for Augie's Locker Room. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame Stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rock knee items. You can find exclusive Joe Montana signed items and famous sculptor Jerry McKenna's replicas of the bronze statues around the stadium. Augie gets new stuff in all of the time. Um, 
this stuff of of JOK and Isaiah Foskey, I have not, I don't think I've seen that before. I believe that is new. Um, and if he doesn't have in the store, he's going to go get it for you. Or you even have the case with Mike Goolsby. Uh, he wanted his old jersey um, and, and one of his teammates as well. And Augie tracked it down in 15 minutes. So give Augie a call. He's going to find what you want. 574-277-6363. When it comes to Notre Dame memorabilia and you need a guy, Augie's the guy. So give him Augie. A call augieslockerroom.com 574-277-6363. So the other big item, um, Kyle, is uh, certainly the bowl game for Notre Dame. Um, mm. Thoughts on uh, this? It's uh, Notre Dame, Oregon State. I don't remember what. They're, they're ranked in the top 20, I believe. I can have the crack staff look that up. But Friday, December 29th. Uh, 2 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. Uh, it's in El Paso, Texas. El Paso is in Mountain Time. It is, I, I think, would you define that as the northwest uh, part of the of, of the state? And uh, yeah, Oregon State came in as the number 19 team, eight and four record. Um, yeah, so it's the Sun Bowl. It's not a sexy matchup, that's for sure. But if you're going to tell me that Notre Dame gets to play a top 20 team and it's not a New Year's Six game, I mean, I'd take it, buddy. A yeah, Sun Bowl, El Paso. Not, not it's not great but I, I i feel like it could be worse i don't know what, what, what do you think Kyle? yeah i i think the expectation was today um another kellogg sponsored bowl game with the pop tart bowl down in orlando but instead they're going with the tony the tiger sun bowl which uh, is a little bit of an ode to uh kellogg's frosted flakes i think it has a cool logo might be the meeting uh part of this bowl game but um yeah, man, with the way the college football's heading uh, with the bowl games these days is they're kind of losing less and less meaning because so many players are not only opting out but entering the transfer portal. So, like, the, the bowl game itself doesn't really matter a whole lot. I mean, obviously you want to win it and, and those things. And I think for some of those programs um, here in Nebraska's of the world and some of those power like Colorado, I know they're not bowl eligible, but for those programs, like it's really important, exciting to achieve, you know, bowl eligibility and then go play a postseason bowl game and win it and build uh, momentum for your program. But I think these types of bowl games like aren't really huge um, from like a clout aspect. I mean, Notre Dame's a, a million a minor bowl game wins and, you know, they went down to El Paso back in, 2010, um, Brian Kelly's first year, I think, and they beat Miami 33-17. Um, but yeah, this this isn't too exciting, but I guess the positive about this, I mean, this was uh, already of course possible with Notre Dame's bowl game eligibility, but they get a whole bunch of extra practices, which are going to be extremely important for the young guys. Uh, we'll certainly give Marcus Freeman and the staff a, a really good evaluation. Um, heading into uh, next season, uh, you know, the uh, transfer portal will wrap up in uh, January. So they'll have uh, another week about to kind of identify some needs, uh, see where else on the roster they need to um, boost even after they add the uh, 24 recruiting class. But I think that's basically my only take on it. Um, that I'm not really too concerned about the bowl game, but um, at least Notre Dame gets a few extra weeks of practice. Yeah, like I said, if it was not going to be a New Year's Six Bowl, I mean, it wasn't going to be sexy. Like, did you, did you really like, you know, the what was even the game in, in in Jacksonville? It was Jacksonville, right, against South Carolina? They changed yeah. the game names all the time. Gator Bowl, Gator Bowl. Ooh, yeah, not, not, against a six and six South Carolina team. At least it's a ranked team. Now, here's the thing. Notre Dame is going to be without a lot of guys. It's already what seven, eight guys under the portal. There's going to be more next year. We're up to eleven. We might be up to eleven with Ryan Barnes from yesterday. Is it really? So I it's think a barn. because the wide receivers got four of them, and uh, yeah, so it's yeah. But here's the thing: Oregon State is going to be without their head coach and quarterback. Um, someone was mentioning in the chat earlier that uh, they're starting running back Damian Martinez um, and some of their offensive linemen are all going to be out. So it kind of brings us into another topic. I want, I do want to kind of get your opinion, Kyle, and give my opinion on the college football playoff rankings and stuff. 
I, I, I don't give a whole lot of takes about college football um, outside of Notre Dame, but I, I, I figured we're all college football fans, so let's let's discuss it. Um, but uh, uh, Kyle, I forgot where I was going with that, my friend. College football playoff, your take, and I'll start with mine. No, but it was before that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it. I got it. It's just bowl season. This is why I'm okay with 12-team playoff now is because bowl seasons just sucks. Like, it, it's just not what it used to be. Growing up for me, I mean, every single bowl game I wanted to watch. And now, they're, they're just not – like, that's – I was not for the 12-team playoff. I liked it small because I wanted the bowls to stay important. But call, the way college football is now – you enter the portal right after your regular season's over and you don't care about a bowl game unless you're playing for um, a college football playoff, maybe a New Year's Six Bowl. So for me now, just 12 team, heck, make it 24. I don't care. Um, load it up. Load it up. So, um, But, yeah, let's go to the uh, college football playoff, like you said. So uh, Michigan, number one. Washington, number two. Bama uh, – excuse me, Texas, three. Bama, four. And then you got FSU at five. Georgia at six. Now, this would have been a lot easier if Washington weren't undefeated. That's I think that's the biggest difference than in years past is the Pac-12 has been bad. And now they just happen to be amazing and have an undefeated team. The Pac-12, I mean, I think you can argue that it was the best conference college football this year. I mean, they're like fourth, fifth. Their fifth best team might have been Oregon State, like a top 20 team. Um, you know, Oregon State, Arizona, Utah, Oregon. Uh, heck, USC, Utah. I mean, there's uh, UCLA. Like, there's some pretty decent teams um, in the Pac-12. Um, but uh, was this the top four you were expecting to see or, or wanting to see, Kyle? Not sure I was expecting it because I don't think the college football playoff committee has ever left a Power Five champion that went undefeated out of the top four. Usually, those teams are locked to make it, but they made that. Uh, history with Florida State today. So I didn't know if they would have the guts to work out Florida State and not put Alabama in. But there was no way they were going to leave an SEC team out. And Bama beat Georgia yesterday. And, I mean, you can say what you want about, you know, television ratings and ESPN, you know, showing favoritism to SEC, you know, what it, all this, that, and the other. But – when it comes right down to it, the SEC has been the best conference in college football for the last decade or two, and they're not going to leave uh, an Alabama team that's peaking at the right time in over a declining full state team that's you know just kind of out of their control with all the injuries. So yeah. I think that's just the way it happened. I did want to mention real quick on Oregon State. Um, thank you, Tyler, for this comment. He says Oregon State. Has not been very nice in Notre Dame in past bowl games. Stumped us in 2041 to nine. That was Chad uh, Ocho Cinco, of course, Chad Johnson back then. TJ, who's your daddy? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, TJ, who's Um, And uh, Mike Goolsby was a freshman at Notre Dame um, that season. And then um, in 04, 31 to 28. Um, and yeah, like Tyler says here, luckily they don't have a coach or QB. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, I actually covered Oregon State. That was my last gig before, before Notre Dame. I covered a. Uh, um, I ran a website called Beavers Edge at Rivals. Uh, I don't really know any of the Oregon State players on the roster now. Um, but, uh, yeah, Corvallis is not a bad place. Um, but uh, I think Notre Dame should have the uh, upper hand in that matchup. But uh, I think Notre Dame actually might have – I mean, Notre Dame's going to have their quarterback. And Oregon State won't. I, I think Notre Dame should should be fine in that matchup and get a win, but we'll see. Yeah, and I, I think everyone kind of forgets that Oregon State, yeah, they lost their head coach, but they've already promoted their guy. I believe it's the D.C. that's going to be the head coach. I mean, obviously there's still a coaching change and a transition, things like that, but it's not True. like um, there's someone yeah. entirely new where there's going to be an interim guy and then some random guy up in the press box uh, you know, that they show on the camera during the game that this guy is going to be coaching the team for and beyond. But uh, that guy's going to be on the sideline. So that helps yeah, – uh, stayed out a little bit no it's exactly what notre dame did for their bowl game against oklahoma state right with freeman being elevated to replace brian kelly as the defensive coordinator all right anyone can cry the whole sec alabama thing at the end of the day the committee's job is to put the four best teams in there um and uh, they were in a total lose-lose situation kyle you put in fsu now you're not putting in 
it's just not the four best teams. It's just not because Florida State's a totally different team now. I actually have respect for the committee for the balls that they had um, to make that decision. You can yell at me all you want. The media, that the media, which I'm a part of, obviously, but the media just thinking that they know best, um, and they're just like, this is a travesty. Oh, this is the worst thing ever. At the end of the day, dude, if Alabama played Florida State, they would, I think we would all agree that they would curb stomp Florida State right now. It's just not a very good team. And so, Notre Dame fans, do you want Michigan just having a cakewalk to the national championship game? Heck no. Very glad to see um, it being Alabama. Um, and, uh, yeah, you couldn't put Alabama in there and not have Texas. So I was fine with Texas. I mean, Georgia, through Georgia being the six. Most years they would probably have snuck in at the four. I feel like we've seen it all the time where an undefeated uh, SEC team loses in the championship game for their conference and then still sneaks in. I, I feel like we've seen that a bunch. Um, so I thought this was the right call. Um, I, I think that uh, I, I think it'll be Alabama, Texas um, for the national title game. And um, yeah, pulling for uh, pulling for Tommy Reese. Hopefully, um, you know they get that one over Michigan and. Um, it's going to be – those are great – two great matchups, Kyle. Um, should be good, man. Yeah, how about uh, um, Sarkeesian playing his uh, former employer as uh, – I forgot who put it that way. Um, just because, like, the the team that was never – doesn't exist anymore in Washington pretty much. I mean, it's a completely different uh, roster and all that. So, former program uh, in Washington in that game. And I think that these are two really exciting matchups. I, I'm – I'm pretty pumped about this. I think the committee got it right. Like you said, these are the four best teams. I I don't think I was going to be as excited with uh, a Florida State in there. But, like, yeah, I mean, I feel like in years past, like, there's always been that, you know, one team that really doesn't have a shot to win it. Like, like they're kind of like the outlier. And there's there's usually, like, one or two teams are real. I mean, all of them are really good. But, um. You know, I think this year all four of those programs have a shot to to win it, and I think that's evident by the spreads. I'm not exactly sure what the Texas Washington yeah, one. Yeah, I think Washington is like a four point favorite, and I think Alabama Michigan opened up as a Michigan was a point favorite. But it's, I, I was telling some of my friends, I was like, that's going to be a pick 'em. That I feel like the yep. public's going to hammer Alabama. This this comment from ND Nines: If Notre Dame was in FSU's position, we'd all be pissed. Oh hell yes, we oh, would be pissed. One thousand percent. Because oh, again, I I tell you guys all the time, I'm just gonna shoot you straight. Because we all have our blue and gold colored glasses on, right? And and, and that's what of course that's how we would feel. Um, but I mean at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think this is fine. Now here here here's an interesting proposition, Kyle. And I was talking about some uh, with my Notre Dame buddies about this today. If Notre Dame would have went undefeated, do you think they make the college football playoff this year? Man, that's a that's a hard question. I'm gonna say yes, just because they beat Ohio State. Um, they beat. I mean, Clemson yeah. had a down year, but they would have beat Louisville, who is a another strong ranked opponent. I mean, the USC win wouldn't have been as good. But, oh, man, that's a tough question. I really haven't thought about a whole lot, but I just think – I think unless Sam Hartman – if Sam Hartman was hurt, maybe not. But um, with a healthy Sam Hartman, I think Notre Dame would find its way in. Right, I'm going to start a poll in our live chat. Would ND have made this year's CFP if it went undefeated? And let's see what the uh, – I'm really interested to see what, what you guys think. I would – I think yes. I actually do think yes. Um, an undefeated Notre Dame with a win at, over Ohio State. And it was – a. It, I mean, yes, Clemson and USC both ended up being down, but I still think it was a pretty strong schedule. Louisville, um, you know, being a top 20 team. So, I don't know. See what you guys think um, in, the, uh, in the YouTube live comments. So, get your polls in. Uh, or your answers in the polls there. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. We're going to hear um, from our next sponsor, Barb Stevenson. Folks, I mean, our advertisers today uh, are fantastic for you Notre Dame fans who are looking to do some Christmas shopping. 
Um, and uh, I know a bunch of Irish fans have already purchased some Barb Stevenson art. Um, so we definitely want to uh, for, for you guys to learn about this as well. Barb Stevenson art is your premier destination for stunning pen and ink limited edition prints of the University of Notre Dame South Bend's own award-winning artist Barb Stevenson skillfully captures the essence and beauty of Notre Dame's campus through her intricate pen and ink prints, which she meticulously enhances with hand-painted metallic gold accents, making each print unique and one-of-a-kind. Um, we're going to take a look at her fabulous selection of prints um, so we can discover that perfect piece that resonates with your love of Notre Dame. Um, up first, we have the Notre Dame Collage Iconic Trio with three of the most uh, loved buildings on the campus. you got the Basilica, the Golden Dome, and good old Touchdown Jesus. Number two here, you have the, the Grotto, the Spiritual Moments, which depicts one of the most quiet and serene places on campus, a very popular spot for prayer and meditation, as well as weddings, proposals, and visitors on football weekends. And of course, uh, you have the Notre Dame Golden Dome, and Barb actually has two really neat um, prints of that. Um, you have uh, the sh and then this uh, last one is the shining view of the Golden Dome. So a couple different uh, options uh, of the Golden Dome. So please uh, check out barbstevenson.com, B-A-R-B-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-O-N.com, or give Barb a call, 574-210-8388. Um, she has more art on her website as well, so please do check it out and order now for the holidays and receive free shipping anywhere in the continental United States, barbstevenson.com, 574-210-8388. Two one zero eight three eight eight. All right, my friend. Uh, let's go to the poll. Let's see what everyone is saying. Eighty three percent. Yes. Okay. Uh, on one hundred fifty votes. So maybe get some more votes in there, Kyle. Yeah. No, I said biased crowd. <laughs> I think all these people <laughs> no, think they know. It's it's, <laughs> it's funny to me. You you mentioned the biased crowd that just triggered a memory. Uh, uh, it, was, it was sort of recent, but like, it's like when Notre Dame fans, like you, you, we see majority of what Notre Dame fans are saying, there's always outliers, but like between Twitter, message board, YouTube comments, like we have a pulse on the program. And when you guys are like freaking out about some kind of news, like you're just really passionate about it, you have to be passionate about it. But if someone takes it a little bit more passionate than you and overreacts a little bit harder, you guys jump on that person and you're like, how dare you freak out to that extent? I freaked out at an 8.2%. You freaked out at a, you know, or 8.2 out of 10. You freaked out at 8.6 out of 10. How dare you? That is funny to me. That's something I've kind of realized here recently is that if you freak out too much, Notre Dame fans start to come after you. That, that I found that to be really interesting. Um, you gotta love college football, man. It's fun. Um, so let's kind of go through some of the recent transfer portal departures for Notre Dame. Um, man, I really do need to pull up a list because it, it, it's been a lot lately. Um, so Kyle, let's just kind of go rapid fire through these guys to get your thoughts. Most recently this uh, on December 2nd, uh, Ryan Barnes, class of 2021 defensive back really liked him. Um, out of uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland, Quince Orchard High School. Picked Notre Dame over Michigan, Penn State. Uh, Clemson at the time was a, was a really nice get for the Irish, but just never broke into the receiver, or excuse me, the uh, the cornerback rotation. I thought he could play safety for the Irish. Just never really broke into the rotation, and uh, not really a surprise to see him entering the portal. Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, basically there's a group of guys that, you know, we kind of just um, – brainstorm that could possibly enter the portal. And I think Ryan Barnes was near the top of that list just because, you know, right away when Jaden Mickey, Benjamin Morrison, those guys came in, they they uh, went over him, played right away. Um, same case with Christian Gray this year as a freshman. So, yeah, Ryan Barnes, you know, he'd get another opportunity to play elsewhere and uh, see what he can do. You know, obviously he's been uh, in that cornerback's room for several years now developing under Mike Micken, so he'll be uh, coming with a strong strong, strong toolbox for three heads. Yeah. Uh, when I had my uh, little discussion rant about the college football playoff, Karen dropped this comment. It's the only one I read, so that's all I care about. I just need the one affirmation, so Karen, thank you very much for the kind comment. Uh, Tyler Fisher, $2 Super Chat says, thanks for a great season talking Notre Dame football. Heck yeah. 
This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, Sunday night's usually our Goosby show night. But like I said at the start of the show, I literally was just like at 710. I was like, all right, let's do this show. Like, let's just do a show. Um, and I, I don't really like putting Goosby on the spot um, just because he's a busy man. He's got the move and everything. And he probably would have said yes. Um, and I know he's busy, so um, we'll we'll have a show with Goolsby on soon. He was just on our show this past Wednesday with Tim, um, but we'll get Goolsby back um, for sure in the near future. So Tyler, I really do appreciate uh, the two dollars. Um, Holden stays slight. I mean, it's it's a surprise in that most people probably didn't see it coming. Um, but you know, when you really dive into it, it's not a big shock. I think that Holden. Holden has great confidence in himself and thinks that he should be tight end one. Uh, but that's Mitchell Evans at Notre Dame at for next year. I'm I'm pretty sure he's coming back. I haven't heard any rumors that he could because he, he is a junior. He could go, but I haven't heard anything about him going. There's especially no going way. Injury. No, no I'm way. Sorry, Kyle? There's no way. There's no yeah. way he would do that. Yeah, no I, I don't think so either. And I think Eli Raritan's emergence, Cooper Flanagan. Um, and I, I think that. Those three guys are also excellent blockers. I don't think – I mean, Holden Stace has been a, a good blocker at times, but I don't think that that's um, you know, one of Holden's forte. So um, I think that he probably wanted to find a place where he could be tight end one right now, and um, he might have been like a like a Tommy Tremble. Uh, ironically enough, another Atlanta guy where Tremble was never really the number one tight end at Notre Dame. He was behind Cole Komet and then behind Michael Mayer. Um, I think maybe he just kind of wanted to go be tight end one elsewhere. You know, you, you never like to see undergrad transfers, but um, Holden States is a really good player. Yeah, I, I'll be a little bit curious to see where he ends up. I think he'll definitely end up in another Power 5 program. Um, and I was excited about Holden, the the year that he could have, based on what we saw from him in preseason camp. You know, he seemed to emerge as a pretty big red zone target for Sam Hartman and think he had a number of different red zone touchdowns so that and all added up but yeah you kind of mentioned it uh i mean i feel like the writing was on the wall when you saw cooper flanagan playing as much as he did and then as soon as eli raritan was healthy he started to see a lot more snaps so i think notre dame really likes wider or uh, their tight end room uh especially with uh mitchell evans you know he, he's gonna come off that 20 season, so that's a little bit of a concern uh, Kevin Bauman has torn ACL as well that he'll be trying to come back from. Who knows if he'll be on the roster next year. You know, two, two ACLs are obviously really hard to come back from. Um, hopefully we do see Bauman in a Notre Dame uniform. But, um, yeah, I don't think Notre Dame's sweating this one too much. Tyler Horka says a couple MVPs on the screen right here. Tyler, I hope you're doing well, uh, my friend. <laughs> Wherever hope you well. might be. Yeah, wherever you might be, my friend. Hork, it's good to see you. Um, so yeah, Tyler, uh, if you're watching still, man, let's I wanted to do a video with you like Tuesday. Let's do like a 10-minute reaction video to just some news items. So uh, Tyler, it's good to see you as well. Uh Rick Palmer says Cardell Jones for Ohio State was a third string quarterback in 2014. That one, um, that the natty that year, Florida State should have let him in. So I've seen this a lot, right? And I'm arguing with my college football buddies. One's a big Florida State fan. And if that's the rationale, then God help us all. If like that's it, like hmm, maybe we should let Florida State. And even though we've seen two games without Jordan Travis and the offense stunk, but Cardell Jones a decade ago, though, yeah, I think most years that they, they probably would have been a shoe in. Um, 
with this current scenario, but like I said earlier, Washington being undefeated is a surprise. You obviously don't you often don't get a ton of Pac-12 undefeated schools in the college football era. Washington in what 2014, I think actually that same year, 2015. Maybe Oregon's been in there a couple times. I think they played Florida State for a title game or something. But dude, I mean, it, it's not. We don't see the Pac-12 in there a ton. It's just a bad conference. So I think they kind of stole a spot. Um, so that's kind of my take on it, Rick. I appreciate the five though. Hold on, I, I got one more comment on this, Rick. Does Florida State have an Ezekiel Elliott that I don't know about? Because I think a lot of people forget. Um, Ezekiel Elliott pretty much ran his way to a Ohio State, cha- you know, college football championship. So, not all things are always equal. Yeah, yeah. Florida State. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a great team. It sucks, but this, they're playing Georgia, right? They are, and I saw a uh, little bit of a picture floating around on social media earlier of Mike Norvell and Kirby Smart, both on their uh, media you know, bowl game press conference availability, and <laughs> the looks on their faces said it all. All right. Uh, got a, a couple more Super Chats, but I want to get through, Kyle. The uh, Let's just kind of seriously rapid fire through these. Ramon Henderson, got, I, I believe he's getting his degree. He's going to be a graduate transfer, you know, was more of a rotational piece this year. Not, not surprised to see him enter the portal. No, uh, another guy that I think's paid his dues at Notre Dame, and now he'll get a, another opportunity to shine elsewhere. Braylon James, are you okay? Are you okay, Kyle? Braylon James in report. I know that was your your favorite one of your favorite players on the team. You are you doing okay with this departure? Uh, I didn't like Braylon James as much as I did uh, Jordan Faison. So as long as Faison's here, I'm okay. But uh, yeah, Braylon, man, just a lot of untapped potential there. I, I, that's one I will really be monitoring. I'm, I'm in charge of our uh, little transfer out checker where I keep an eye on how these guys perform elsewhere after leaving Notre Dame. So that's one I'll be playing, paying a lot of close attention to next football season. Yeah. Um, some guys just aren't. I don't. I was about to say some guys aren't cut out for Notre Dame. But that, that's probably unfair. But I, I just don't think Braylon, I just don't think Notre Dame was the right fit for Braylon James at the end of the day. So I think he's going to go elsewhere. Um, I didn't see it like you did, Kyle. I think he's a really he's a, an intriguing talent, but I just don't think he was going to work out um, at Notre Dame. And we'll continue on. Let's see. Merriweather, not a big surprise either, to be honest with you guys. I just don't think that – I kind of like Brandon Jones. I just don't think he was loving the Notre Dame life. Um, you know, you can tell me it was because he hated Chancey Stuckey. Well, then why did why did he leave after Stuckey got fired? I think his mind was just made up that he wanted a fresh start. Um, so, yeah, Merriweather, another really good talent, but wants a fresh start, and uh, I think – Probably what you just said about James, you'll say about Merriweather as well in terms of wanting to monitor him. Yeah. There's some untapped potential with both those guys. I, I hope wherever they might go that it can be brought out of them. Yeah. And I then Rico. Will. Yeah, and then Rico was the other one who we have – it's been at least in the past few days, and we haven't talked about him really much on, on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel in terms of having a show since his departure. Um, so that – I think of the – you said what's close to ten or so. Yeah, Rico's the one that stings the most. Now, if it was catastrophic, like my boy uh, Tyler Parker said, you know, I, I, I don't know about all that. Um, but it, it, this this loss stings. It this one was all all the other transfers were not a shock to Notre Dame. This one they didn't see coming, and it, it absolutely hurts the most. Ian Book um is in the chat, um, and he says that the most. I'm just kidding. It's not Ian Book, but he looks like Ian Book, doesn't he? Uh, Josh, good to see you. Yeah, Rico stings for sure. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a tough loss. I mean, I, I think he was going to have a, like a really solid career at Notre Dame. Maybe a never, maybe not a number one guy, but a number two, three who catches a lot of passes and is a chain mover and got some dog in him. I, I, I love Rico Flores. It, it, this is tough, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame was going to have to regroup at the receiver position for sure. This is the one that makes the least sense of all the guys that have entered. 
Can we uh can we okay. turn our phones on silent, please? <clears throat> yeah, that's uh my good old MacBook. So yeah, this is the one that um makes the least sense just because he saw so much opportunity at Notre Dame. I think he ended up leading the wide receiver corn snaps. Uh was up there with uh, Notre Dame's leading wide receivers. Uh just he was gonna have another big role next year and for every year he was at Notre Dame. And I know this is is so let me let me reason with Tyler Horka a little bit because I understand where he's coming from because he covered Rico pretty in depth and um, did a pretty um, eye-opening story on him during the season. And I think Rico is someone that embraced Notre Dame and he really grew at Notre Dame in the two semesters that he was there. I think that Notre Dame was very valuable for him. And I later on in life, Rico's going to look back on his decision, and he's going to realize, and it was a, it was an emotional one. And I think he's ended up he stayed at Notre Dame. That's that's just my personal thought of it. Um, I, I think Notre Dame would have been really good for Rico uh, for a few more years. So I'll be curious to see where he ends up because that'll say a lot about what was on his mind when he transferred. Uh, I mean, honestly, this is a guy I would love Notre Dame to try and get back in the fold. But I think once these guys are in the portal, their minds are made up. They're not coming back. That's just really disappointing. Yeah, never say never. But um, if Notre Dame was to go get a guy back out who entered the portal, which they can't do, I think it would be Flores just in terms of because I think Notre Dame would push the hardest for him. And I don't think they might with some other guys. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I haven't heard anything that Notre Dame would be able to do that or is planning to or what, but um, yeah, I, I usually once those, yeah, yeah usually. Once those guys yeah. I think Freeman got like DJ, was it DJ Brown? or I know it was Houston Griffith and maybe one other. Houston. They entered the portal and, and they came back. Sorry, I just got some cat hair in my mouth. Um, but yeah, okay. Uh, Super Chat Times, uh, Wicked Bronco Productions. Um, Mike, if you had to give a percentage chance on Notre Dame landing Chris Mitchell, what would you say? I would say Wicked Bronco Productions. You know me well enough, to, and and you know that I don't like doing percentage. Uh, but I, I think Notre Dame is sitting in a really good spot for Chris Mitchell, the uh, Florida international receiver transfer um, who was just on campus this weekend. We will talk about those guys in the next segment of our show. And also, any reason we haven't offered Jamori Macklin academics, I think that's the North Texas kid um, that – like high, when a high school recruit gets an offer from Notre Dame, they post it on Twitter. It's not that it's not really the same with transfer. Notre Dame could be going after Macca. We just don't know about it yet. Um, so that's what I would say to that. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I definitely expect Notre Dame to get two transfer portal receivers. Who knows? Maybe maybe they could get three. But uh, I, I think Chris Mitchell, um, there's, there's a decent shot that Notre Dame gets him. Uh, Peter Pye, $2 super chat. Mike, do you see Notre Dame targeting Will Shepard? I don't know who Will Shepard is. I know about the guys when they enter the portal, like if Notre Dame goes after them and then they're in their portal, but I don't know who Will Shepard is. you know who Will Shepard is, Kyle? I wonder if he may met uh, Will Howard from Ken- – no, but Will Shepard, uh, he just entered the portal. He's from Vanderbilt. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I yeah. did He is that. a senior. Yeah. So. I, I have no idea. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I could see them going after any graduate receiver, really. Yeah. yeah. I think a little too early to tell. I think we'll probably better idea maybe tomorrow. Yeah. In terms of, like, Mike, do you see this happening or what? Dude, I, I will let you guys know when I know and can report it. Trust me. Uh, Wicked Bronco Productions, another 10. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, I don't understand how the ACC can kick Notre Dame out of any bowl game they want. I, hope, I would hope Notre Dame – wouldn't agree to that as part of their contract. The fact NC State gets a better bowl game is, is BS. Cut ACC ties. Yeah, that whole ACC bowl game thing was a total shit show, if I can say that. Like, it seemed like the Florida State not getting into the college football playoff really ruined some plans. I guess everyone was really expecting that to happen. So, very strange. But at the end of the day, dude, Notre Dame is a nine-win team. I, I, I mean, a better bowl game. I mean, what what does that even mean? If you're not talking about a New Year's Six game, to me, it, it, it's, it's kind of whatever. But I, mean, I guess playing in El Paso is not ideal, but whatever. Kyle, any thoughts? I wish I knew a little bit more about the uh, 
bowl process, bowl selection process. I mean, I, I know that there are a number of games that Notre Dame can go to every year, and I know that there was a number of bowl games that could have gone to this year, and it seems like Notre Dame did get the lower end of the total bowl with the ACC teams. Of course, Notre Dame plays like five ACC games per year um, as a remit conference. So this, uh, I, th- I think it's a little bit of a bummer just to see Notre Dame to end up in Florida. And that that's a, a comment I want to make earlier is I think that the bowl games matter, like where those lower level bowl games matter most to the fans because it kind of dictates where they might want to travel uh, for the winter uh, for a bowl game. And I think a uh, place like San Diego or Jacksonville or Orlando or – Bay, I think those are uh, a lot more exciting than uh, El Paso, Texas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jacksonville sucks, um, but uh, <laughs> it's in Florida. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I guess armpit. Sorry if I'm offending any Jacksonville folks. I I feel like I can say that as as a uh, as a former Floridian. Um, uh, Bart says thanks for a great season. Love your videos. What are your thoughts on the most recent high receiver? Who are we targeting in the portal? Um, yeah, we talked about Mike Brown, Wisconsin receivers coach. I mean, we don't know a ton about him yet. I mean, we haven't covered him as, as a coach yet, so it's hard to kind of know, um, at this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, who are we targeting the portal? We're going to talk about that in just a moment, Bart, uh, but Kyle, do you want to, I know you had some more thoughts on, on him coach. Yeah. I'm coach Brown. Yeah. So, um, the really exciting part is when the last few years, um, did produce three NFL draft picks, the most notable one being uh, Alec Pierce, who went in the uh, second round for the Indianapolis Colts. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Twenty twenty two NFL draft. He actually had a pretty big day today in the Indianapolis's overtime win over Tennessee. And then uh in the twenty-three draft, uh he produced Tucker, who went to Vegas on the third round, uh number thirty-seven overall, number one hundred selection, and then Tyler Scott, who went to the Bears uh fourth round. I'm sure the Bears are like Tyler Scott. I don't know if I've heard of this guy all year, but he went in the fourth round. Um that's more uh, wide receivers Notre Dame has had drafted in how long? I, I can't even name off the top of my head the last wide receiver Notre Dame draft got drafted. <laughs> I, I'm going to say Will Fuller. Um, I'm probably embarrassing no, no, myself. No. It's probably someone after that. But, um, last receiver guess, Notre Dame? No. no. Kevin Austin? Did Kevin Austin get drafted in late? I mean, Claypool. Yeah. I mean, Claypool in the Veronica, I think, was in the seventh rounds. Right. Um, but anyways, yeah. Not not so, not ideal, obviously. Not 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 a lot. Right. So I'm excited cool. about the hire. Yeah. Bart, appreciate you. Rick, Tony Bomb, thank you very much. He said the argument doesn't hold. Look at conference championship between Michigan and Iowa, twenty six to zero. Should another team be sent in for Iowa next year, no matter what wins and losses? Is that really how you want it to play it out? Is this is this regards with Florida State? I mean, I, I don't really get what you're saying. I mean, because conference championship, who gets in there is totally – there's no human element to that. So I don't really know what you mean. If you want just total computers or stats to get it, I mean, you want Liberty in the Final Four? I, I, I don't know. But, um, Rick, if you if you feel very strongly about Florida State, I mean, I, I, there's – I don't think there was a right answer there. I, I You know, I think you're – it was, you know, there wasn't a right or – like. Both were fine, fine options. Florida State, Alabama, um, hell, even Georgia. I mean, obviously, if Georgia was going to get in there, then Alabama would, and they would have put Alabama and then move Texas out, but um, which that was never going to happen. So I don't know, man. The, the biggest thing about this is that how this season ended up playing out is a billboard advertisement for the 12 team playoff. Usually, mm-hmm. what we would say is ah these things work itself out right Kyle it's like oh there's all these undefeated teams right now it's going to work itself out there's going to be losses and there's not 
I mean, of course, there was some losses, but like there's so many teams. I mean, you really had if you even want to throw Ohio State in there, eight teams um, in the conversation for four spots. That's crazy. So this was everything that you needed to know about why there should be a a 12 team playoff, which I totally agree with. So I'm on board with that. Uh, Notre Dame had two transfer portal uh, prospects on campus for for official visits. To my knowledge, these are the only two guys that they had. Uh, Chris Mitchell, speaking of Jacksonville, from a, a Mandarin High School, it's one of the best, um, you know, programs in in the you know the northeast part of the state, um, and he is uh, entering his sixth year of college football. 6'1", 175 pounds, some legit speed on this guy, um, and yeah, um, he was a redshirt junior in 2022, redshirt senior. Um, so fifth year in, in 2023 and then entering his sixth year. Um, so he's just at Notre Dame this past weekend, um, and do like Notre Dame here. Um, so they, that was, that was some news we reported at blue and gold Saturday afternoon, Chris Mitchell, Florida international wide receiver, speedy guy. Um, you know, he, he can stretch the field for, for the Irish. Um, so I, I, I like Notre Dame here, Kyle. Do you have any other thoughts you wanted to? talk about well the uh at on three we have a pretty cool tool where they rank all the uh, transfer portal players and right now um i think we probably should have said earlier the transfer portal for undergrads does not officially open until monday so guys like tobias merriweather braylon james uh rico flores uh, Ryan Barnes, they can't officially, they won't, their names officially won't appear to the portal until Monday, whereas the grad transfers like Ramon Henderson, Chris Tyree, those guys, they're already in the portal because um, a grad transfer, you can put transfer or enter your name into the portal at any time, I believe. So this list is going to grow a significant amount. Uh, right now, I think on three has about 450 guys or something in the portal. I don't know if they've ranked all of them, to be honest. I, I can't imagine they have. But anyway, uh, Chris Mitchell is the number one wide receiver pool target, um, according to the on three industry ranking, um, which it compiles the rankings from all the other services, ESPN, Rivals, 24-7. I think Rivals and 24-7 have dabbled a little bit in the ranking space for transfer guys. Uh, but, yeah, so – and as far as on threes rankings, uh, they have Chris Mitchell as the number two wide receiver behind, uh, I think it's Colin Lacey is how you say it, from South Alabama. Uh, they have him as the number four overall player. I play one of the top wide receiver targets for players in the portal. And I'm not sure how much better Notre Dame could get after Monday because it's pretty widely regarded known that – Notre Dame has some trouble getting guys in that pretty much aren't first years or grad transfers. So, like the guys that you're seeing in the portal right now, those are those are going to be a lot of the a lot of the names I think that Notre Dame's going to look at early on. Uh, I mean that's certainly the case with quarterbacks uh, with Riley Leonard from Duke. So, yeah, I I really like what the directions Notre Dame is going with this one because I think not only was he, or is he currently one of the top portal wide receiver options? He was also one of the best wide receivers in college football here. He finished 13th in the country with uh, over 1,100 yards. Um, also, uh, same number, 13 in the country, yards per game. His yards per reception were 40th, about 17 um, and a half yards per catch. So, yeah, this is a tough guy that Notre Dame really needs, and especially if they're going to get a veteran quarterback in there, it's got to be a, an older guy to throw him the ball to. So I hope Notre Dame can uh, get this one finalized. Uh, folks, Irish Realty is your ticket to experiencing Notre Dame all year long. It's a great time to enjoy football weekends. Of course, football season just wrapping up, but um, I mean, they're every year so is going to be great uh, to enjoy football weekends uh, in South Bend. You have the new era of men's basketball, top 10 ranked uh, women's hoops program. Well, at least most of the time, I don't know their current ranking. Um, and you have the hockey program, baseball, NCAA champion, lacrosse team. Irish Realty is the market leader, whether you're looking for a condo, townhouse, 
or a second home in Notre Dame country, check out the affordable Eddie Square townhomes, three-story units starting in the mid-300s, Brennan's View luxury condos near Eddie Square, or Echo Villas, a four- and five-bedroom upscale retreats. So, folks, whether it's for pure enjoyment or an investment proper, property opportunity, Irish Realty has you covered in the Notre Dame market. Check it out, irishrealty.net um, slash walk. 2nd so it's walk hyphen 2 hyphen nd we've got it popped up on the screen for youtube audience um so please do check that out if you are interested give them a call 574-360-2569 irishrealty.net uh a couple comments real quick sean holland says what are the chances notre dame gets cj williams along with mike brown i love this question i knew this was going to come up (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's come up all night long. And here all night long. All night. And here's the thing. I love I love this because we get a little people in transfer and transfer portal palooza forget about some rules. How about CJ Williams has already used his one-time transfer rule? He can't transfer again until he gets his degree. If he does, he's got to sit out a year. Remember the whole thing about sitting out a year if you transfer? How about like if you played a snap, you lost your red shirt? College football is just crazy town now. So much different than it used to be. Yeah, he already uses one-time transfer. He signed with USC uh, in the 2022 class. So he played there in 2022, transfers to Wisconsin for 2023. He can't just then bolt to Notre Dame unless he has some crazy excuse um, that the uh, the NCAA would approve for a waiver to not sit a year. Um, So, uh, yeah. I think that's pretty much what it. it worth. Yeah, I mean, the NCAA has been pretty generous with those waivers, I know. Um, I think they're pretty concerned about being sued for different things. I, I know there was a big scandal, or not scandal, but big, uh, I don't know, just call it an issue uh, in North Carolina uh, this football season where one of their best wide receivers wanted to transfer. I think it was like second or third time. Third time. He's, I don't know the specifics behind it, but I believe he was with one program during the spring, um, ended up leaving. It had something to do with COVID. Anyway, uh, NCAA is pretty generous. It's, it's like the Wild West there, now. Anything goes. So if yeah. Williams did want to transfer, he'd probably find his way on the field. But, yes, technically, um, yeah, his coach left. But I don't I don't know yeah. if that pertains to wide receiver's coach. But – that's probably a valid enough reason for the NCAA to approve. Yeah, I think I think Ian's probably saying this in some jest, but I'm I'm pretty firm on this. Like, if you are just gonna be like, oh, well, his assistant coach left, then good God, could you imagine the amount of trap the transfers? Um, that that's soft. That that's that's yeah, that, that that'd be wild. So, uh, anyways, we had another super chat. <clears throat> Sky Shark four twenty five ten dollars super chat. Has it been pointed out that Al Golden was interviewed in the press box as the Miami head coach? And or Miami coaching waiting the last time Notre Dame played in the Sun Bowl. No, I forgot about that. That's interesting. So how about I that? I did not. That. Yeah. The that was a minute ago, huh? That would have been what 2011, right? 2010, 2011. Chat. You guys, let me know. So, okay. Sky ten dollars super chat. Appreciate you, my friend. Do I see you in here, Sky Sky Shark? Are you a regular here? I we do have a pretty big show. It's pretty awesome. But uh, I hope to see you in here more. I appreciate the comments and uh, for you joining um, tonight's show. Um, cool. Uh, and then the last guy I wanted we actually excuse me two more guys. Um, the other transfer portal name to know that was on campus this past weekend, or in terms of the only other guy that I was on campus was a. Uh, Jordan Clark, 5'10", 185 pounds, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, he is the son of Ryan Clark, um, who we all saw torment Kyle's um, Cleveland Browns when he was a, a solid, uh, really solid defensive back for um, you know the Pittsburgh Steelers for for uh, quite a while. Um, and uh, Clark was on a, or, or I should say Freeman was on Clark's podcast over the summer. So there's clearly some kind of relationship there. Uh, and then uh, I believe Thursday, uh, Jordan Clark, his son, um, who's going into his fifth year, I believe, um, entered the transfer portal and the Notre Dame had him up on a, on a weekend visit. So uh, I think Notre Dame gets him and, and Kyle, a uh, likely kind of 
like for like replacement in terms of position and, and skill set uh, of Thomas Harper. So, um, yeah, I, I think that Jordan Clark is to Notre Dame is probably a, a, a pretty good shot there. So, do you anything you want to add on that, Kyle? Yeah, I, I really like this guy's and another nickel guy to replace a Thomas Harper. I, I don't think Notre Dame really has one of those guys on their roster. Maybe Micah Bell in the future. I know I put my uh, Friday Five Thoughts when Ivan Taylor, the 2025 class, top 100 safety out of uh, Winter Garden, West Orange in Florida, the son of a number, another former sealer, Ike Taylor, um, Ivan Taylor, 25 class guy. So a few years before he'll end up on campus, but that's a guy I like to play nickel. But until then, I don't really know if there's like, any nickel guys on this roster, and I really like the um, the skill set Clark could bring. I, I was just kind of looking at his stats a little bit, and he was second on the team in pass breakups. Um, usually that means you get targeted a lot, but he knocked down eight of them and uh, was second on the team in run stops, uh, PFF statistic, um, second overall with eight. Uh, one of their edge defenders, uh, I think B.J. Green, had 11, so – Anyway, that tells me Clark is pretty involved all around. He's just not a guy that's going to um, cover guys, break, break up the pass. I mean, he was heavily involved in the run game. So Thomas Harper was a very um, exciting pickup for Notre Dame. I think everyone under, underrated it um, this time a year ago, and he ended up being, I think, I, I can pretty confidently say one of the better players on the defense. He was a, is a welcome surprise. Yeah, I mean – he was a really good defense for Notre Dame this year. Ben Morrison, uh, Xavier Watts, JJB, Howard Cross. That might be the only other guys I'd probably like put above Thomas Harper. Or, or you know, Thomas, he, he's close. Like he's 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 definitely one of the best players on Notre Dame's defense. Like, um, really good year. Cam Hart would be in that conversation as well. I mean, again, it, top to bottom, that was a really fun defense to watch for Notre Dame. Um, so strong gear. Uh, last thing before we get out of here, starting three says DJ. Uh, Uyongalele <laughs> to Notre Dame. Um, so we might he, see him in South Bend again if he plays for Florida State. There you go. So <laughs> we talked about Jordan Clark, Chris Mitchell, Riley Leonard did not visit this weekend. Um, but I think it's probably gonna happen. He's gonna visit Notre Dame and I think he's gonna commit to Notre Dame. He doesn't seem to be in any rush, but I think that Riley Leonard, the Duke quarterback is going to come to Notre Dame. And I, I still feel pretty good about that. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I really feel like it's, it's kind of in a dotting eyes and crossing T stages for him to Notre Dame. I know some Auburn people still think he's going to end up there, but I, I really think that he's coming to Notre Dame. He knows it. Notre Dame knows it. It's just kind of like, whatever that looks like, hell if I know, I would love to be a, a, a fly on the wall and that conversation happens, but um, whatever that looks like, I think Notre Dame and, 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 um, and Leonard are kind of just like working out whatever that means. So, um, so yeah, we will uh, end it there folks. Appreciate you tuning into this impromptu live show. Fantastic numbers, over 800 concurrence for most of the show. Fantastic. If you are new here, please hit the thumbs up on this video. We have Mike Goolsby. Uh, about once a week on our page, of course, the former Notre Dame captain and linebacker. He, he, he this is his window of uh, Sunday nights. Uh, but we were going to do one tonight, uh, with no, no game being the night before. And I was just going to enjoy my night off and, and see Taylor Swift, uh, at the, at the chiefs game. I'm, I'm joking. Not really. Um, and then with all, all the news happening today in the bowl game, I was like an hour ago, a little over an hour ago. I was like, Kyle, do you just want to hop on a show real quick? And I didn't want to put that burden on Goolsby. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we do that show. We got the Tim Hyde show Wednesday nights. Uh, Tim Hyde's a, a former uh, high school head coach, some big time ball in California and, and a lifelong Notre Dame fan and Marine, um, a former Marine. So, um, I mean, his shows are fantastic. Kyle and I do the Wednesday show, or excuse me, Friday, Friday morning show, Kyle, 10 30 AM Eastern time. We might need to move that. We probably, your boy, your boy likes to, uh, you know, have more coffee time in the morning, but 10 30 AM Eastern time on Fridays. And then we do uh, various other videos and stuff on our YouTube page right here. So please do check those out. And of course, go to bloomandgold.com everyone. Um, if you want to sign up for our uh, message board and, and read all of the premium articles, it's just $1 
for two months of access uh, using promo code UND1. Um, actually, a quick comment here uh, from Keith. Have Hyde and Goolsby kissed and made up yet? Literally, um, that night, they, they, I mean, they were texting up a storm, and I'm in on it. No, they, they literally were not even upset with each other at all. Uh, Karen says you are not a Swifty singer. I am 1,000% a Swifty. Um, so that, that's that. Um, appreciate everyone for tuning in. Um, Kyle, great work tonight, my friend. Appreciate your availability. Um, and as always, folks, we will catch you next time. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.